I'm going to be recording a podcast with Carson in a minute here. So just try to keep your fucking background noise minimal. Unless you're talking, I can edit him out as well. Yeah, but that's kind of a pain in the ass, is it not? A little bit, but like it'll it'll be a 25 minute thing. <laughs> I am also recording currently, so that was that was all caught. <laughs> Let me turn Keep that off. in. <laughs> Quiet your shit. Keep that no same barking. energy. Keep that Honey, same energy. Honey, shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> that's gonna be the fucking. That's gonna be the pre-episode intro. I don't even care, dude. <laughs> it's not in the main podcast, but it's gonna be the fucking thing. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of After Hours at the Tower. My name is Lovin, and I'm here with Croissant as per usual. Um, it's been a little bit since we have recorded an episode, and I apologize for that. Um, too long, too long. Way too long, yeah. Uh, a new episode, uh, a new what? episode, a new season has started recently, and that means there's a new day one. This time it is a, it is a dungeon, and we will be heading into it obviously right on launch and we are going to do our damnedest to place well in the competition and we are here with our third fire team member um she is an amazing person and one of my personal best friends and no amount of you know introduction grandeur yeah. could do her justice um <laughs> go on milk me milk me up <laughs> she uh she did the grasp of avarice day one with us and that went really really well especially for our first kind of outing as a group um and then oh yeah we fucking killed it man we killed grasp yeah what uh, did we place on that place pretty good we placed we finished in under an hour but we placed like mid like 320 right 315 something like that, something like that. um and we like again we did really well we made some errors in not necessarily the raid itself but like we stayed in in what's it called uh what was the what was the event it launched us right into dares. a dares right we stayed in dares, dares. yeah we, we stayed in we dares had to complete dares before we could launch it yeah and that would that, that caused us problems so we're not going to make those mistakes again but um I'm hopeful. Not have to play Dares of Eternity before this dungeon. Yeah, we do not have to. <laughs> we just, of all time's sake, let's load right into Dares. Let's load right into Dares. Let's clear the Dares first. Um, so the the how this episode is kind of going to go is is obviously we haven't run the dungeon yet. It's not out. We're recording this on the eighth. It comes out on the ninth. So we're giving our kind of team comp and our plans going into it and where we're sitting right now, and then. At the end of the episode, it's we're gonna time travel a little bit till after we're done, and we're gonna talk about the post, post race, um, and our experiences, and we'll kind of talk about the dungeon in in more depth. Um, we're going in blind. Obviously, we have next to no information. Um, there has been some leaks, and Croissant and I do follow quite closely all of the Destiny Two leaks and all the happenings. Brave, however, does not. So we're gonna keep it as spoiler free as possible. Uh, but to bring it kind of in line with what we usually do, we're going to talk about our weeks inside and outside of Destiny. Um, I guess I'll start. There's no real order. We planned here. There's three of us now. I don't really know how to handle this. Um, <laughs> my week outside of Destiny has been work. Um, I no longer am working at the bar. I don't know if that was brought up in the most recent episode we have. I, uh, I left. So no more bartending for me, which means more time to hang out with the homies and live stream 
and all, all in all more destiny time more time to myself i get to actually go to the gym now i have time um and then yeah i work at the school you know the, the new school is going is great it's december now ha almost you know we're at, almost at the winter break i love the students i work with i love my coworkers. there's really not much much else going on in my life um yeah and then inside of destiny the new season obviously it's been it's been a grind i've been playing a lot of deep stone been getting those red borders for a bunch of people raiding with a bunch of lfgs meeting new people it's been great uh croissant joined me for three runs and then didn't didn't come after that he did all three characters and fucking dipped so uh, that's fine we got priorities <laughs> we got we do we have priorities um but that's been my my week in and out of destiny croissant how what, what have you been up to um i mean inside of destiny i you know up until this start of this new week i've been playing like the least amount of destiny possible uh like i would get on to do some activities just to get the red borders for weapons that i needed and that was pretty much it i mean Ooh. finished out the uh triumphs to get the titles for uh for just the seasonal stuff just doing some triumphs some seasonal challenges but really like not doing unnecessary kind of raiding or yeah. uh nothing extra kind of content like that yeah um, i didn't do minimal. any bounty hoarding didn't do any preparation for this season sure. in particular uh normally like that's the case as far as like with dungeons like they don't have crazy like power level requirements uh nor do they necessarily no like require like the best builds that you can possibly come up with so it's Mm -hmm. It's not as much stress in time in, in terms of like crunch time and getting ready for that kind of thing. So, right, you know, it's something that I kind of took the opportunity to address the fact that I was burning out and went and played some different games and, and did some other stuff. That's been good. I mean, so, I, I definitely took the same kind of I made the same decision a little bit. I played a lot of uh, obviously Call of Duty came out, played a little of that. Um, not a big fan of the new one, but it is what it is. Um, and then I started playing uh, Need for Speed that I'm absolutely in love with. Played a little bit of uh, <laughs> Pokemon Heart Gold. I started a challenge that is going to take me forever to complete. Um, we can get into that in another episode. I'm sure it'll it'll come up right. a, a bunch. Um, and then, yeah, Destiny yeah. took a little bit of a backseat. New season started, and I'm back into it. We're on the full grind. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, before we kind of get into that, um, outside of Destiny, I've... Like I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of at that point in my life where I'm starting to make larger decisions as far as like my future goes, and so, like the the big kind of topic around my life right now has been the fact that I did my freshman year of college and then ran out of money and motivation and stopped going, and now like as soon as I was in the the right mindset to kind of go back, COVID started. And so that kind of forced me to to take another step back and pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah, to pump the brakes because uh, the way that I learned, I'm a very like hands-on, like in-person learner, and I can't do online classes. I can't do like Zoom calls for for my education. Like I have to be in the classroom. I mm -hmm. have to be in the lab. Kind of have to be able to have that interaction. Be present. Uh, yeah, in and body so and I told mind. myself I was like I was gonna take a break, and then. 
as soon as COVID was in a more manageable state, then then I would make the choice to go back. And that time has come. And starting the new uh, semester in January, I'm going to be going back part time. Uh, nothing crazy. I'm, I'm still working and I don't want to completely overload myself. And so I'm going to be taking like maybe two classes just to kind of get my feet back in the, the water. Right. Yeah. So I, I mean, that's exciting. That decision makes sense to me. Like I, I, I wouldn't be able to do a class online, even teaching, like doing zoom online. Fuck that. Yeah, I hated it. I, mean, I it, couldn't. Do I don't it. know. It just feels. And I was getting paid for it. Like, you have to pay. <laughs> not like fake, but like, it just doesn't feel like you take it as seriously, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, because it, it, puts you like you're in an environment you're sitting there in your room on your computer and it's like man i could literally do anything else anything but, but when you're there in the classroom it's like you you're there and and you can't have access to anything else so right. it i don't know and maybe that's just like a disciplinary thing with myself it's like I don't know. I don't. I just don't trust myself to uh, stay like disciplined enough to not have a a YouTube video up on the background or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, like that's like the biggest thing. But um, I got my ears pierced yesterday. I see. Okay. That was fun. I didn't. I never brought it. Like, I, I'm sure I brought it up to you, kind of in passing, but it never came up. Um fully now i had a conversation with one of my students who has his ears pierced and he's in like the third grade and i was like man i want to get my ears pierced and this, I don't, this this kid is chill as hell he's like do it just do it he's like mr nieto just do it like when are you gonna do it and i said i'll do it on like november 20th how about that i'll go on the 20th of course i didn't end up going on the 20th and so 21st rolls around he's like mr nieto what are you doing <laughs> I'm like I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. I'll go. I'll go during. I'll go. I'll, I'll go during the winter break. I'm getting peer pressured by a third grader, like straight up. So now on the during the winter break, uh, I'm I'm gonna go do it. I'm gonna bite the bullet and get my ears pierced. So, um, and and I think it's so funny that that correlates with you doing it because I had no idea you were gonna do it. So when you brought it up and you told me you did it, I'm like, what the fuck? No way. Right. <laughs> There's no way that you just like that you committed to this around the same time that I've committed to it. Our just dates are off. Right. So, yeah, how was that? Yeah, how, it's nuts. You said that experience with the headphones it, has been like rough. So, yeah. So, I mean, obviously I'm like very nitpicky when it comes to like that kind of thing. Mm. Um, and the recommendation obviously is like you clean it twice a day. Uh, you don't touch them and you don't want anything to go near them that could cause infections or spread bacteria to them. And obviously that's, <laughs> the headphones is like a like a petri dish of of sweat and bacteria and shit like right. that and and so at least over ear headphones and so i'm like this is not gonna happen i need to get in-ear earphones that i can like have the cord go behind my ears right. and not touch use anything use this opportunity to get airpods <laughs> well i so i have airpods but my pc doesn't have bluetooth Oh, uh, might I don't have a Bluetooth card, and my motherboard okay. doesn't have built-in okay, anything, yeah. so I had to get wired stuff. And also, like I, I don't know, I, it was just opportunity. Like it was, I went to Walmart, and the only pair of in-ear earphones that they had was like this ten-dollar pair of Skull Candy earphones, <laughs> and they're 
awful. Uh, listen, they're so bad. Like the the throwing shade I, at the skull candy users, bro. It, I mean, like the sound quality isn't bad for like listening to music, mm. but for for general PC use and for gaming specifically, it's awful. Is it like distorted? Like it's not like distorted. Like the sound quality is not bad. It's just there's no surround sound. Mm, yeah, that's a um, huge thing. I didn't realize how big that was until I started. It, like, it's using... so disorienting in in <laughs> uh, in the game, or it's like you rely so heavily it's one of those convenience things that you mm. never really learn to appreciate until it's gone right yeah I, I, like and i said so, i didn't realize how much i used it until i got good headphones oh right. that's another thing that's happened since uh i got like actually i got the same headset you have right the audio tech yeah, yeah you we're got rocking the, the same uh, shit you got now. like the the recent like the the newer one yeah that, because so, yours has bluetooth <laughs> that was that came up a lot in the podcast of the like in the last when we were recording regularly was my headset being shit so i've upgraded since then um and so audio quality right. is definitely like a huge thing so I, I i understand your pain a little bit but not to the extent because i'm not using skull candy <laughs> right <laughs> right and it's like that that was like the the disoriented kind of sound and and obviously a different set of earphones is going to make different things sound a little bit different because the quality right. is not the same as like studio headphones and mm -hmm. so it's like all of these weird sounds and and things sounding different and weird is like giving me a headache. And then the fact that these earphones in my ears is something that I'm not used to is is making my ears hurt. Not where the piercing is, obviously, but just like inside my ears because the uh, like the gel uh, tips on the earphones kind of like you have to in order to get like that noise canceling kind of like you have to shove them in there you know mm -hmm. they gotta be they have you to gotta like, be dr driven yeah in that you shit. gotta like jam them into your ears you're going through all, it huh it gives me a headache <laughs> <laughs> you're really going through it when we game jesus yeah yeah Man. but you know honestly like the idea of enduring some subpar sound quality for a little bit versus having an infection on my earlobes is a trade-off that i'm willing to make right like i'm sure like already today like it's a little bit better is because i'm a little bit used to it going in uh so i i feel like in the next three or four days it's gonna be no problem at all and then obviously uh our, our good friend radio has recommended a pair of in-ears that he uses from sony mm -hmm. and so i immediately was like okay like dude does radio work like dude knows his audio mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and shout so out to radio immediately man. just i bought them and they'll be here probably uh i think they're coming in on the 11th so next tuesday that sounds and, yeah yeah that sounds right and so i i would imagine that those are going to be better than a, a 10 dollar pair from skull Candy. i would almost guarantee it man shout out to radio for for being uh being like the homie straight up that man yeah. is amazing in every way um speaking of being amazing in every way we're going to turn our attention over to Brave. This is her podcast debut, man. Oh, my God. Uh, we we raid with her all the time, and she is a ride-or-die homie, like, straight up. I, I, I fucking love her. More more so love her husband, but, you know, she's oh, a, she's I. She's I. <laughs> <laughs> 90% of Corson's affection for me comes from the fact that he loves Luke. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Um, so, <clears throat> what have you been doing this week inside and outside of Destiny? You can start wherever you want. The floor is yours. 
Um, I mean, in Destiny has been, I mean, the season's only been out for what's today, Thursday, so two days. I mean, just running through the very short, like, first mission, and like I just said to you guys before we started, like, just trying to grind out, like, ranking up with the seasonal like you know each season mm-hmm. you can rank up with something different so trying to actually like get a foot up on doing that since i have kind of been slacking for the past couple of seasons but um i mean besides that i but like i would say you know a month ago was just grinding gambit nonstop to get my 30 fucking resets which if i believe if i'm correct i think this week is double gambit infamy i think i can't i don't know but um yeah, that was what I was doing for like a pretty long time was just I mean grinding gambit. Like right. I mean I was just playing hours of it every day. I, I remember on. you uh you were at like twenty-three resets or something like that. You were doing uh, what, like a I was reset gonna say, a day. When the yeah. seasons when the season I don't want to say when the season started because I feel like I don't really remember, but when I remember like actually sitting down and being like, okay, I'm gonna just fucking grind and see how many fucking resets I can get. I I was somewhere around like low twenties or twenty. Mm. I I believe I got ten resets in a season because there's you can look somewhere online. I don't know if it's just Destiny. I think it's just Destiny Tracker, but okay. there's somewhere you can look and see like how many resets I guess you have in like Gambit and Where Vanguard. That was and my literal next and it, question. It was it was ten. I was like so. I had got place? 10 resets in a season and when it was double in when it was double gambit infamy I was literally getting like one a day basically yeah. towards the end of uh, last season I was wondering like is so, there yeah, a place for, for you to look at that grinding. shit because like, yeah there is I, I swear to god it's destiny tracker but don't quote me on that because yeah. it definitely could be wrong because like the pvp but, pve people have have raid report and the pvp hit people have uh Trials Dude, what report. do the gambit people have? Where, what do the gambit Somebody people needs have? To yeah. Make a gambit fucking only. <laughs> I'll make it. I will make it, bro. Teach me code and I'll figure that shit out. Figure it out. She'll be. She's gonna pad her stats. Don't do that, bro. Hundred percent. She does. She already, she's already padding her stats, and she's not even. It's not even. I was gonna say I'm not even cheating, and I'm doing it. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, so yeah, I mean that. That's like I would say the most recent. I mean, obviously, because like I said, this season just fucking started, but mm. um. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited to see like Rasputin is back. I I kind of thought going into it that Rasputin would have already been built into the Exo frame, but I mean, I guess it's interesting that the storyline is kind of us working with Clovis to, um, you know, mm. interesting help partnership. And uh, yeah, like it 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 is. I mean, Clovis is a dick. We all know that, but like, it, yeah, I feel I mean, like they're kind of giving him a redemption arc mm-hmm. already. Yeah, like, I feel like I've noticed feels- that kind of weird because like you would think that that would be one of the first things that they would have tried to like, like right. to revive no but i mean i guess well, especially to, to after Clovis for help you know yeah i feel like especially after anna found out that like elsie was her sister and she was kind of being like lied to i mean she was kind of she was like all right i want nothing to do with these motherfuckers like right. my grandfather's a horrible piece of shit like she just wanted nothing to do with him but yeah, I mean, that's how it's into the like, personality. It's like plot stuff, armor, right? you know, like they yeah. they can't always right, right. do this, this stuff that is most sound and logic because of we have to hold off. Is I mean, is that character building strong force when? Yeah, 
is that, is that character building for Anna? Just like that spitefulness that she holds? Because like even even in the Beyond Light campaign, yeah, she was I mean... like spiteful to her sister for a little bit, and then it like got, it developed and it got better, and then she like basically transferred the spitefulness from her sister to Clovis, and now Clovis is like they're kind they're working together now at least. Yeah, I mean if you remember like OG Anna Bray back when we first met her, it it definitely was like I'm a Bray, like my family were smart, you know scientists and mm. i feel like after elsie came along she kind of found out that no our grandfather actually kind of used his intelligence to do some pretty like shitty stuff and mm. after that she you know if you remember you know anna got in trouble for e exploring her past because you know guardians aren't supposed to do that was not and then happy. something she worked so hard for that she thought was so important which was finding out you know who she was and then she comes to find out, actually, no, you were kind of part of a pretty shitty family. But mm -hmm. I mean, it wasn't the family. It was just Clovis. But Clovis. Um, yeah, so like very, I mean, and really cool to obviously like see Osiris back and even see like now that he's waking up and, you know, not a guardian anymore. It's interesting to see like his character development as well, which is kind of like. I don't know if you guys heard the the bit of dialogue when you go to the one little like terminal to listen to messages. It's like how you get the lore for mm -hmm. the season, yeah. like where he was, you know, bless you, Luke, where he was like, you know, you got to slow down and take the time to look at those around you, which makes sense. I mean, the man was probably presumed dead for the most part, and now he's back, but he doesn't have a ghost. So, you know, now he's got a partner, mm -hmm. Saint who's immortal and now he's mortal so it's like that's also just an interesting dynamic to think about yeah the right. taste the of mortality especially for someone with i, I want right. to like look at how like much him. time they missed out on i mean mm -hmm. you know saint was gone for a very long time and then osiris was gone for a very long time and now they're back together but what time does osiris have left i mean i know in aging? destiny lore well no? so in destiny lore the lifespan for people during the golden age was like 200 years oh, right. so yeah. like their lifespan is already long like i would assume the same goes for like the civilians of the last city like the lifespan of people is probably pretty long because i think the lore behind it is that the aging process just slowed down so you age a lot slower so my assumption yeah is you know sagira is dead so osiris has to be aging but I'm sure that process is so slow because I think Canon, he's like in his fifties. Okay. It says it somewhere. Like it does say it somewhere like him and Saladin are both, I think around like their late forties, fifties. Mm. Um, you know, actually it's when, you're, when you're resurrected as a guardian. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, when you, when you die and then are resurrected as a guardian, you're obviously staying at whatever age you died at. So, mm. you know, I imagine there's probably some fucking old ass guardians yeah, that are like, true. could you imagine just like an 80 year old guardian fucking walking around and just like 80 year old Hunter hopping I remember back in the golden age like, <laughs> type. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, getting. I, I, I feel like to think about. that's that's something that we don't see a lot of the elderly. Like, obviously, there's there's cookie grandma, but like who else is is. is of, she's not even a guardian. She's just a civilian. Yeah. We don't see a lot of elderly well, guardians. Yeah, I mean, you know? it, 
elderly as in yeah like obviously Eva Levante is probably the oldest character in the game that we at least see as an NPC mm-hmm. I mean there are other there are other characters in the universe that are really more just lore based than like an NPC mm-hmm. but I mean you have um like I said Osiris Saladin albeit they are guardians they're still up there in age I'd like to assume that Zavala is probably also up there he's, he's got great like skin 40 Devrin k definitely is probably oh, like yeah. 40 you know mid 40s i would guess and he uh in in canon also has a husband so i'm assuming his pro- husband's probably around the same age as he is um That's yeah they're, i they're, mean petrovens and marasov are also probably old as fuck but obviously <laughs> they're they don't appear to be it but the awoken also on their own have incredibly long lifespans and they're not guardians right. true but um that's probably why zavala's skin looks so dr- i mean flawless. drifter also like drifter probably i mean my guess is that his like death age was probably i mean again probably 40s but if you're even just looking at it from the standpoint of like he's a fucking old ass light bearer like we're talking centuries old mm-hmm. this motherfucker so apparently i have a thing for old the guy <laughs> oh my god yeah that's one thing and, about uh, brave is that she has a massive heart on for i mean uh, the 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 30 gambit resets kind of speaks for itself yeah. does it, it not it, she plays she doesn't play for the fun of gambit she plays <sighs> to hear drifter speak. i play to hear drifter praise me <laughs> yes it's the praise that uh that does it for her anyways um let's kind of get into let's <laughs> let's disregard what i just said like, all right <laughs> all right we're just gonna ignore what i said let's move on to the dungeon and the topic of conversation tomorrow we have something big going on and we need to discuss discuss what we're running in with does anybody want to volunteer to start you know kind of given their given their input given their thoughts what class you're what classes we're running i guess we can run through that real swift like um i am running on a warlock uh i have recently switched to hunter for my main and i will be doing the hunter for the next day one but for this i felt like my warlock was the best option given brave already has a very leveled hunter and good armor on it croissant is obviously a titan and i have the warlock ready to like ready to rock so it would just made sense for me to be the well lock um and my stats are you know nothing's changed since the last time you guys heard from me croissant um yeah i mean i've been putting in a lot of work at least last season into building um a couple of variations of the uh, titan obviously the solar hammers are Still a very powerful build, even after the Lorelei's uh, nerf, to where you don't get two times the restoration; you only get one times on uh, going through the sun uh, sunspots. But really, I mean, the pretty much the majority of last season, I was running purely Arc Titan. And I mean, I know if you're listening to this, you probably already are very aware that the Arc Titans were very broken last season, mm-hmm. especially with the Stormnade builds. Um, I finally was able to get my hands on Firepower, which is the solar mod that when you use your grenade, uh, it consumes a stack of charge with light and then gives you a, a portion of your grenade back. 
and you can stack the mod to get added benefits. And so you would run Charge Harvester, which is getting kills, has a, a small chance to make you charged with light, and then four stacks of firepower, and would essentially just run around throwing grenades nonstop. <laughs> um, it, it was very, very strong. And to be honest, it was everywhere. It still is. So with um, Charge Harvester, do you run? You don't run any of the Harmonic Siphon shit, like the Siphon mods? I mean, the Harmonic Siphon isn't necessarily for me. It's more for the fire team. Right, okay. Um, so like my variation of it was that I would run two stacks of firepower. I would run Charge Harvester. I would run Elemental Ordnance and then um, Elemental Charge. So right. I would make an orb or i'd make an elemental well and it would just be uh, uh, with the grenade kills for myself and the fire team which would give me two stacks of charge with light so just in case charge harvester wasn't proccing i would still always have it up right that's smart that's smart um, and so then like the fire team members you know if they were running like well of striking or, or something like that they would uh or well of ions they would get an increase in melee buff, or if they're obviously running elemental charge, they can get charged with that as well. Um, this season, there's a mod, uh, it's counter charge. I believe it's in the third column in the artifact. Yeah. Or it's in the fourth column, sorry. Counter charge and it's, was around. You become a while charged ago. with light. Yeah, it's a it's whenever you or a member of your fire team stuns a champion, you become charged with light. Mm -hmm. Which super strong. It's gonna be, yeah, especially for that higher level content um or for situations where where you're continuously stunning so so with like a stasis build if you have you're running with like a stasis warlock um which are very strong this season um you can chain stun champs and just farm infinite farm nades and farm uh the stuns so it's uh it's going to be a fun season um Especially for but, yeah, I mean, raids. apart from that, like really, none of my uh, loadout have changed. Like, it's really not anything too crazy. It, it's really just kind of getting into that last column of the seasonal artifact that's gonna make kind of like the big difference as far as having weakened clear uh, and loosened finisher, mm -hmm. and then yeah, I mean. I am, I think I can get into the final column. Yeah, I can get one. So I am level 42. I, oh gosh, hold on. He's been let gaming. Me, let me see here. Oh, I am one short. <laughs> one short. I'm of... one short. So I am in the final column. However, I don't have enough to use it. To I use need... It. Basically, two hundred and sixty thousand XP to get it. Mm -hmm. it. It'd be interesting to look at like monochromatic, uh, Maestro, which is in the final column. Obviously, Lucent Finisher is a huge thing. Um, weakened, weakened Clear is, you know, it's a fifteen percent debuff. It is kind of what it is. You know, it's a variation on Breach and Clear. Not, not as strong. 
I doubt we'll use it. Well, we might actually. Actually, that might be the play. Real fast. <clears throat> Running. Oh my god. Sorry to interrupt. I'm in a Crucible match right now and Stuper is playing against me! Oh, is he? Kick him from the clan! Is that what, <laughs> is that, what that message was? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's goofy. Um, that might be the play for Brave. If she's the Void Hunter, she can, you know, obviously tether and then after the fact hit us with the uh, weak and clear for that 15% to finish off the damage phase. Gonna be the strat. <clears throat> Oh, well, I guess she needs. She would need to be. Fucking, you need to be game. So, what's the recommended light level for this dungeon? Because I just I realized, know. like, I don't want to be under light. I have no idea. You're max light, right? Fifteen eighty, or max light for last season. Uh, no, I'm fifteen eighty seven with artifact. I don't know. If oh that yeah, counts. yeah. It will. It'll count. It count because there's no like day one modifiers for this kind of stuff. So, we're just chilling at at. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Ninety percent sure it'll be uh, bottom of the be. barrel power it, it, honestly it, it could even be like i wouldn't be surprised if it's like 16 or sorry um 15, i mean like i know 60, boss is always 50 15 70 because i mean there's no patch contest mode at all so like you're oh yeah so yeah yeah we'll be fine <clears throat> like yeah we're more than okay i think like, that's why i didn't bounty grind it's like it, it's never a uh an issue with the dungeon it was more for just the artifact mm. yeah um brave can you kind of give us a give us an overview of what you think you'll be running tomorrow i feel like i'm gonna run what i always run for shit like this oh my god sorry this is a bad idea um yeah probably just the same kind of shit i always run i mean if you want me to run tether i was also thinking like the new arc uh hunter super is i feel like pretty good for ad clear so i mean obviously I'm, I'm assuming you know you can switch off of your subclasses and stuff so mm -hmm. i'd mm -hmm. imagine arc is probably not bad either but for the most part probably invis especially if i'm worried about being under leveled like being able to be invis hunter is going to be big and being able to make you guys invis as well is going to be like big play especially so. for like survivability because like in a race like this and as fast as we're going to try and go wipes are a massive detriment um right so like being able to like you know dodge invis or smoke invis and then go get a res or you know play play it safe in in that moment it's you know you lose 30 45 seconds but you're also not wiping and restarting the encounter so right you know that's uh yeah, I mean, Wither Horde, obviously, for Unstop, I'm assuming there's going to be champions in this shit. I wouldn't doubt just... it. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, it seems... Uh, I mean, I, I would I would hope that there are, just because, like, <laughs> I think that I'm going to... Man, I, I think I'm going to go for Lucent Finisher. Just to be able to... Yeah, I mean, as far as mods, too, like, obviously, the the well i mean having mods but hot swapping to like aeons though could just be the play were there were there champs in in grasp non-master there weren't mm -mm. yeah so, so maybe there won't and, be and but there, and regardless there weren't like wither horde yeah and there weren't in uh, the new one either um duality i don't think at all no there wasn't yeah so there, there it's it won't be there won't be any uh, I, well, I mean, yeah. 
go off of what has been you know shown to us in the past two dungeons there won't be champs um until master and master releases the same day so i guess like whichever one you want to do but normal shouldn't have champs cross the fingers um but lucent right. still works on like uh no we're, it's, it's just finishers and light bearer but like there's no way mm, yeah, like, there's in no, here. i think yeah then okay. i think the move will be to go for a weekend clear mm -hmm. yeah maybe wither horde uh, for that or even even like a, a regular old grenade launcher you know whatever you you feel or if you're running your grenade spam build with odds you run something like uh, anarchy yeah i mean it's hard too i mean it's it's hard to remember like the meta that we're used to running is no longer mm -hmm. like you know the stuff that you get used to running being like oh this weapon is good for this raid and like these are the weapons that are always good like i feel like you know grenade launchers didn't really get a nerf or anything so like where the hordes still gonna fucking slap like mm -hmm. there's just some that are always always gonna be good great. and obviously i mean everyone has weapons that they're i mean like they're just weapons that i'm i'm more comfortable with running and stuff so right yeah i i, I agree um i did hear and i know i brought up to you guys earlier that uh cloud strike with the catalyst giving it triple tap you shoot nine bullets um that's and insane. that just creates crazy lightning strikes so that definitely for like boss damage yeah or even add clear honestly i you mean you do have to hit precision i imagine though. something so that's right but here's the thing i know div got a nerf but it's like honestly even with the nerf like i said i still think that having a weapon that creates a giant crit spot is still a good thing mm-hmm I mean, it all depends on what kind of boss it is. Like, if it's something like Oryx, where the fuck it, the, the crit spot is six miles wide and six miles tall, like that's not necessary. That'll be like a tether debuff, and you just go in with with without right. using div. But um, if it's something you know, kind of like uh, Atheon, for example, where it's like a little hole in the chest, it might be more more reasonable to to run. Right, or like I said, even with like fucking Rolk, like really, you expect me to actually hit headshots on the motherfucker that dances around the map every three <laughs> seconds? Like that's just not happening. Well, his crit spots. I don't disappear. care how good you guys say you are, like it's not happening. His crit spots, like when you shoot his like his his the, the weakened areas in his body, they'll blow up and they're no longer crits. So you have to switch to another one, and there's six people that are switching between them. Right, like, it's and not... everyone. Oh. I play on controller. The aim assist isn't that good because I yeah. still can't hit fucking headshots <laughs> on Rolk without Tiv. Call me a bad player all you want. I don't care. Well, because the head, well, the head, the head isn't the isn't the crit on on Rolk. How is it not? It's the no, it's, it's the, glowy the arms. shoulders and it's the, the thighs. The glowy parts that we shoot yeah. off of him before it starts. And then mm -hmm. during damage, those are the natural, but they're covered by the div bubble normally. So you don't hit them, but if the div isn't there, you shoot the crit, like the same spots that you'd shoot to start damage. Huh. So that's probably why you're you're thinking you're missing. You are doming him. You're dome piecing that I'm dude. I'm doming it. Well, but... no, I mean even just being able to hit his head is hard. <laughs> yeah. He moves around too much for you to hit anything. Yeah. <laughs> that dude's squirrely as fuck. But, um, yeah. So those those that's what we're running for the dungeon. The team comp is warlock, titan, hunter, debuff. We got we got the debuff going with brave. We got the buff um going with with well krishan is 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 going big deeps as per per usual i might grind out the cloud strike tonight um we'll see 
it might be honestly might be the play um any other closing thoughts obviously this is closing for us in the moment obviously you guys get the, the after after dungeon coming up next but um anything anything you'd like to add before we wrap up this first first little bit um i mean really there's obviously this uh this new season has brought back the uh the the need to grind some some craftable weapons and the new seraph weapons are pretty good mm, true they they definitely have some good perks that they can roll with but i i know we were talking a little bit earlier the Aikilos weapons are also craftable and they're good um and once again the <laughs> smg is going to be probably the most popular at least for pve the most popular like the best in slot as far as submachine guns go and i mean just the its reason, base handling too like it just like the, yeah the base, the base handling so the base reload is really good sure. is a 750 which is probably oh, one of like, like the nicest running, feeling running, smgs to shoot um but on top of the origin perk that it comes with the breaking the target shields reloads the magazine partially uh it can roll with volt shot now which is is chef's kiss it's beautiful mm -hmm. um and yeah yeah that can roll with incandescent now too that fucking thing was crazy in pvp mm -hmm. That's yeah. all you fucking ran into. Right. And so God roll, my my God roll would be Volt Shot and probably what? Feeding Frenzy. Um with Feeding Frenzy, probably times four, times five, like you're you're basically hitting max reload speed. Yeah, like Bro, that shit is fast. fast. And on top of that, you get a kill, you reload in like less than a second, and then you have volt shot. Like you're gonna, you can use this SMG to take down yellow bars. Like it is, it is that good. And That's then you I reload said, I've again. Been grinding, it's, fucking, it's, what's it called? Mm -hmm. To to, to try grind to get it. the uh, heist battlegrounds. Uh, use the serif uh, serif keys to uh, locate the um, the resonance amp, mm -hmm. the locations of the nodes around the moon and around Europa. I love get a chance they... at the uh, love they did that the the red bars and then from the from the helm <laughs> from boss man from the exo frame boss uh, man in the top row the second column i believe has the um the ability to focus for Icleos or Icleos, uh weapons um obviously you have to have one unlocked already but ideally through doing the resonance amps you would have unlocked one already but that's what allows you to specifically focus the smg or any of the other weapons that are available using the same serif keys that you would use in the resonance amp because right now there's only 12 that you can <clears throat> obtain right now so anything any other keys you obtain after that you can just use to focus the umbrals interesting and and they can drop red borders i believe if they should be able to okay because that's how it's always worked 
man that's the play unfortunately but, this episode's releasing the day of the dungeon so if you're <laughs> if you didn't have this information prior to listening to this i apologize um it would help if we do these episodes a little bit more often that might, <laughs> that might give you guys a little bit more opportunity to get it yourself but um i think i think that's a good shout on the new weapons there's like the stasis the stasis aggressive frame oh, linear is also just like crazy um there's a lot of options for dps this season meta's kind of shifting a little bit and i don't really know how i feel about the like i don't know it, it seems out of place for me right now but that's almost every season like i, I was weirded out with right. fusion meta back in like, with particle decon i was like man this is weird this doesn't feel this feels awkward but right. um i'm sure i'll, I'll fit into it's, it but it's information to be excited for like yeah. obviously it's the second day of the season so i mean there's a lot of things that we still have to feel out and and as people get into like that last column of the uh of the artifact and start to put together builds to take advantage of the new weapons and the new perks it's gonna be one more stairs there's mm -hmm. Gonna be a, a, a repeat of last season, <laughs> and the season before that. Yeah, and the season before that. I will say I'm happy that they're not playing into one specific oh, subclass in there. in this season because last right. season and past seasons it's been like it was Two void areas. solar arc in that order, like everything on this on the right on you the artifact. Felt pungent, like punished to, by using a different subclass. Yeah, yeah. So now it's it's kind of chilled out a little bit i mean it makes sense the new new subclass they wanted to play into the power fantasy but now it's time to right. time to you know even the playing field a little bit so anyways it's it we've already been recording for 48 minutes i was like oh man this section will be like 20 25 minutes we're we're all running on 50 minutes so let's uh let's wrap it up and we'll see you guys after a little bit <laughs> You'll of let uh, it down don't worry oh yeah i'm sure i'll edit it down. well <laughs> i don't know man this is, this is all been pretty uh pretty good pretty good stuff one take, we go. One take, done with it. All right, guys, welcome back. Dungeon is complete. We have given it our best shot. Um, obviously, with the API being down the past couple of days, we haven't really been able to get a look at the results and see how we did. However, that problem has been solved. We are coming to you. Today is Tuesday. It is the reset day. And with that update, everything has been saved. Dim is back. Thank the Lord. And we have access to the leaderboards on Raid and Dungeon Report. So Thank the Lord. I think it's about time we came in and, and gave our thoughts on the dungeon, how we performed, and... Just uh, and and I guess what we're looking forward to for the rest of the season. Um, mm -hmm. And with that, well put. Um, I'd like to preface this by saying, in between the dungeon on December 9th and December fourteenth, which is the day of recording, I have picked up a cold, so I sound like shit. Um, but this is this is too. We put it off already because the API being down, so the recording got to get out. Um, we're here with Brave still. Um, and we're just going to kind of go through our, our, our run and what we experienced. Um, and oh I'm going to say, boy, that was a run. Oh my God. <laughs> it was a run. It was a run. Let me tell you, we, I'm, I'm very start this off by saying, I'm so proud of us. I think we, we did really, really well. Yeah. Um, we fucking did phenomenal. We, we killed it. I don't know anybody personally who, who finished above us. Um, 
Um, I think the only person from our group or from people we know was Kegis. Oh, true, um, Kegis. Yes, 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 Kegis. Yeah, Kegis did pretty pretty well. Kegis finished like seventy fourth, something like that. Sounds right. Uh, let me give him a quick search just so we're not uh, hitting him with the um, with the misinformation. Oh wow. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll probably edit this out, but whatever uh, we're recording live Chris. i don't know if i told you that we're still live and i just got rated by jp blink oh yeah going, oh, okay cool, cool, cool. um new raiders we're recording an episode of the podcast um so i'm not gonna be looking at chat too much uh we're talking about the day one dungeon and i'm i'm sick so i do apologize for uh um for the uh apologize for your sexy little sick the, voice okay all right relax Dude, yeah. people would pay to have relax. a voice that that's what like, i'm saying he called me and included. i was like hello i, I called him <laughs> like hey mama you, how you doing Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, wake me up with some breakfast in that voice <laughs> got me punching the air right now dude. <laughs> um anyways so kegas hit uh 74th um in the race with a time of 53 minutes and 47 seconds so shout out to kegas big ups brother man you dude definitely, it was such a ass. tight window for it really was for the top couple hundred places mm-hmm. it, so it was man top, top 100 was like 100th place was 55 minutes and 32 seconds and our team like us we came 56 minutes and uh 28 seconds so we were we were a Man, minute and like 30 a minute, a minute behind no a, min, from, a minute 30 geez. a minute and a half a minute yeah. behind or a minute Fantastic. and a half hold on just give me a second that's what i'm saying yeah a minute we were a minute off from a top 100 so like the window was so tight there is a minute difference between uh, a minute and change between first second and third it is so tight um uh Damn, we get an ego squad. This guy, my fault, man, my fault. I don't mean to. Um, but yeah, no. So it, it went really well for 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 us and for a lot of other people. I feel accomplished. I feel good. It it kind of sucks that we didn't hit top 100, but that means we have something to shoot for for the next one. Um, yeah, yeah, I think I'm... going out of it, the the thing that hurts me the most is the fact that we were one second behind Salt. Yeah, that's another big thing. Salt Agrepo <laughs> is right above us in uh, in he he came he tied for 116th, uh, and then we were one second behind that at 119th man. just because of the ties. But man, that was quite the run. Brave, like brave cruise on. You both killed it. We we I I. I I want to go back yeah, and save the bot and honestly we, put together. Uh, yeah, no wipes, no. no uh, yeah, no. No research. No that was pretty really impressive. And it was just funny too because I said I was like, we got from twelve to one. That is it, and we finished it. What was it? Twelve fifty six. We finished. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh man. It was something uh, about like the time constraint, dude. It's like our our group is like, okay, this is the last one, last try. This and is we it. And we get it. Like, it's like, yeah. all right, guys, we got one hour. We have one hour work. to fucking make it happen, and we did. We did it. We hit the under uh, sub hour day one clear. I I got I got nothing. We improved from last time. Last hour, last uh, last outing we had was an hour and fifteen minutes, roughly. Um, no, no, it wasn't. The clear was an hour fifteen, but it was an hour and a bit after. Hour and a half yeah. after launch or whatever. Right, right, right. right. Um, but this one is, is clean. Hour 56 right after launch. So m- money. What do we think about the dungeon? What are our th- or I guess let's start, start with this. What is the, the run that we that we that we did? 
what was as let's go from encounter to encounter kind of thinking and talking about where we were um for each encounter so like that first first room where or first room that's with the first encounter with the tumbleweed and shit having to figure out what to do there what were we, what was going through our minds because we never really like kind of touch base on that mid mid run obviously because we're, we're our minds are right, going a right. mile a minute <clears throat> what, what what was going through your guys' head because for me it was like i was trying to figure out is it is it in an order or is it shoot them all like just just hit as many as i can see that was my thought process but like were you guys on a different on a different wavelength in that moment i mean at first it's like i think the logic that you use is just like shoot everything look at everything like when you're when you're going into a dungeon or a raid you know never having done it before i think the general logic is just treat everything as if it's important so i think Hmm. when we first started i forget who even noticed like that there was a buff that you got from the minotaur and then that you could shoot those things but i think once we figured that out it was like okay just fucking shoot them all and see what happens Mm-hmm. and then i think as we got a little bit into it it was like okay logically you probably like logically bungie's not gonna make it oh just fucking shoot them all you know what i mean like mm. there's got to be an order to it or a you know nothing is ever just like a random shoot it however you want like you have right. to do it a specific way so very rarely is it going to be rng based like, what is that way <laughs> And it was just you got to shoot them as they connect um, in the walls. Mm-hmm. That was and then another thing for me. It was like I don't think I think I found one um, starting point, and I found it before I had the buff. So I I didn't even I don't even think I did the starting points. I think that was all you guys. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because like I I just found out yesterday that there's a starting point under the floor on the on the well, right I, side. Yeah, that's the first one that I found. Actually. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I, one that's like you have to run down that hallway and i remember i was like oh there's a hallway and then i was like there looks like a thing that you can shoot down here and i mm-hmm. tried shooting and nothing happened so i ran away yeah so i was like it's nothing i thought it was a deposit zone kind of like the ones that were um, yeah because you said you would oh you got to deposit something so i mm-hmm. ran back and i was like what and you were like oh i don't have it and i was like <laughs> yeah so because it because it looks like the deposit like, oh, zones in the, the thing you brought the thing right yeah and you got like, the ball yeah oh, i thought you had it I thought it was arc charge deposits. Uh, that was my first thought, um, and then obviously we found out pr- like pretty quick after that with the buff and the minotaur after those kills went out that it was uh, you had to shoot shit and and yeah like I mean there was nothing n- no real tell other than other than like the first set of blues the blue wire that we hit that it had to be in order so then yeah, it was like I okay the, perfect once it, gone yeah, it clicked once it, immediately once it turned blue it clicked it yeah was... that was that was it you know. Um, um there was no real uh um no real problem after that for that first encounter we flew to, we then we the floor opened up we went down brave struggled heavy with the um with the I jumping think you guys were like did she have to be down here for it to start and i was like just fucking keep looking in the room <laughs> like, just keep looking just like, keep I going five seconds um, oh my god! She, she, <laughs> she struggled a little bit. Jumping puzzle. I don't think there was any problems. Um, no, I didn't die. Because it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> Again, I apologize. Yeah, for my I, I was happy that I had put line rampants and eager edge on before. Mm. Just yeah, good decision. Across. Well, is that what you did? Some kind of jumping. Like, there's always some kind of yeah, yeah, right. Injuring. That's what I was gonna say. Is like most raids and dungeons. I mean, Bungie can only do so much to switch it up. So it's like you have to expect that it's usually like 
opening encounter, jumping puzzle, mini boss, another mini encounter, and then like another jumping puzzle, and then like final boss. Like it's usually some combination of those things. And especially in a dungeon, like that was my biggest concern going into it, which is the time constraint and having to get into work was like, this is either like a pit of heresy length dungeon, or it's like, you know, like prophecy and pit, I would say are are longer dungeons just because like, no matter how fast you run through those encounters, like there are still, you know, six or however many encounters, but there are definitely smaller dungeons. Like now this one is, is quite small. I mean, you got a couple mini encounters, but there's only one mini boss. Like the other encounters are, are pretty quick. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like the, the encounter where you're, um, running around like to go up the tower mm-hmm. like there's no boss there the only mini boss is that big fucking guy from garden of salvation so right yeah y- y- there's not really um a, you know you don't really have to worry about like oh my god we wiped on this boss like five times and it's eating up our time like yeah the right. mini encounters in between are are pretty easy and i mean you saw like tonight with bruce fucking flying through it yeah yeah i mean it's it's, it wasn't i think where where we lost out on time was that bit like that going up the tower um just purely because of like like just not finding where like just not like not being as as focused as maybe we possibly could have been on like knowing and and just like following like one track of mind following the the chords you know yeah um it was definitely a little bit more like i don't want to say like relaxed um uh like laid back in nature of it but we going through it now and now that i know where they all are oh fuck like i could have got through like all three floors like twice before we made yeah it, like it, it I personally like if i can be like completely honest like the kind of mechanic in this dungeon isn't like the super like most appealing to myself like, it's, I'm it's not, definitely i'm not easy. a huge fan i mean it's too easy it's it's one of those mechanics it's like you do it once like okay cool that's interesting fun mm-hmm. you do it a second time and then every other time after that is you don't even have to think it's mindless it's like, yeah it's like when it's like driving around town for me is like i'll i'll use google maps or i'll use uh siri to get to one place mm-hmm and I'll never have to use it in maps again. Yeah. Because right. it's like, once you learn the route, once you learn all the spots, there's like, you don't forget them. And, yeah. and while I know like, in terms of like speed running and, and getting through the encounters very quickly and efficiently, like that's heaven on earth. Like this right. is the ideal raid for, or ideal dungeon for, for speed running. Um, just mechanic wise. But like I don't know, like it doesn't bring the joy of of running it over and over again because it's like you just put on some music and then it's just mindless grinds and mm. it's like I don't do you, know. I feel did like you enjoy, did you enjoy uh, Grasp better? Yeah, yeah, I, I did, I did. To be Grasp honest, Grasp definitely has. I mean, I think I'm gonna have like 150 clears of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I must have. I definitely think like. I get that this dungeon seems like, oh my god, it's very obviously one mechanic. Because I think other dungeons, there's like one and a half to two Mm -hmm. main mechanics. 
like even when I think of grasp I'm like grasp to me feels like a lot of filler stuff and yeah there's definitely more in between you know what I mean like I I knew and I'm not like obviously croissant you know your opinion is valid I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you but I think a lot of people are probably like oh my god this dungeon was too easy like it's you can run through it so quick but it's like I'm kind of glad it's a short and sweet dungeon. Like, not all of them need to be pit of heresy length. Like, I think, I don't know. Yeah, like the the lack of grand production. They're just kind of mindless. I mean, again, also, this is a dungeon coming out in the middle of a season, not an expansion. So it's like can't really expect a crazy long yeah because i mean that's super involved from like a like a story-wise perspective like it's not a huge impactful moment in the storyline like Mm -hmm. it obviously if it was something a lot more like important and impactful to the story then I feel like it would have been a more of like a would big be a deal. little bit, yeah. But because it's it's like one location that the Vex are attempting to take over or like capture Rasputin and and go further with that kind of stuff is like it fits into the season, but it's not like the overarching like primary avenue that they're taking to tell the mm-hmm. story this season. Right. So like right. I feel like it fits in story wise, it fits in really well. Yeah, it's it's nice. So I will give them credit for that. Mm-hmm. Like, they could have easily gotten carried away and made it like some huge, crazy, big dungeon. Um, but I feel like the restraint in in the sense that it's not too impactful and too crazy was a good thing. Right. Um. My next question for you guys is: Do you feel like they, um, and and this is this is kind of building off because we've already talked about mechanic, and I'm not asking mechanically. Do you think they were a little bit too lazy on, um, on the dungeon, and that's like reusing basically an entire encounter from Garden, um, and then, like the that fi- the final boss being, um, you know, just just a wyvern, you know, with no. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely, like the mini boss from Garden. I mean, the fact that it, the the animation of it suckling the Minotaur is like identical is a little bit like. I mean, if you look at it at face value, you're kind of just like, wow, like they're copying an exact like animation. Mm-hmm. But then it ma- it makes the lore feel a little bit more underwhelming when it's like, OK, we're killing some random. I don't even know what kind of enemy type that's even considered. It's a soul divisive vex so it's it's specifically from the black garden they worship um they're, right, they're like, like okay their path to survival some random guy and yeah. then some random wyvern because the vex are trying to break into this place mm-hmm. and steal rasputin's like technology like it i i'm sure it'll make sense later but to me i guess the lore and story it's trying to tell of just like oh all of a sudden all these and you know what i mean where it's like we and i understand from a story base some things can't be revealed until a specific season so sometimes it seems like 
oh, all of this is happening all of a sudden. But it's like, it's like as soon as Anna comes to us to get help with Rasputin, oh, now all of a sudden all these other enemies are interested in Rasputin when they could have been interested in him. How you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like sometimes it feels like their storytelling seems very forced. Exactly. Like I understand, like I said, that before a season comes out, they can't necessarily reveal information, but it's like then you can tell the story in a different way so it doesn't seem like people are asking these questions of, well, why are these enemies doing this all of a sudden? Right. Like it seems like they're being like, oh yeah, all of a sudden the Vex and Aramis all want to get in on Rasputin's technology. And it's like, well, but they could have been doing that this whole time. Like, tell the story in a different way so people don't ask those questions it just seems like not random but like you said maybe forced is the better word where it's like like i said i just found myself asking like why now all of a sudden do you think that that we are doing this that all these other enemies are trying to get in on the war set technology do you think that if if bungie kind of just like slowed down and like pumped the brakes a little bit with the with the content they're releasing and the amount that they're releasing it because like we're getting a lot of destiny you know there's um with the with the the seasonal events coming out you know especially hot and heavy right now with with halloween and christmas both those and and, uh, those tie-in events happening very close together and the new season um and you know the raid from from last season and and you know they, they we're just getting a lot of destiny all at once do you think that they kind of pumped the brakes a little bit on what like the content they're they're releasing and like the the work schedule that they have right now they could a plan out story better or b give more interesting thought out meticulous content like a dungeon i don't think necessarily like decreasing the amount of content is a good idea because i do I do enjoy obviously getting like, you know, the amount of seasonal content that we get. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's not necessarily the pace that they're releasing seasonal like stories. I think the, the speed at which they're moving the story along is the issue. So it's like sometimes the seasonal content I wish just seemed like it was moving in a um like chronological order but it's more like oh this happened and now this is happening where it's like Mm -hmm. last season with mithrax and the pirates and everything is is a complete different jump to now dealing with anna and rasputin and i cowboys now i would love if the seasonal stories seemed like they tied together a little bit more Mm -hmm instead of just like jumping from one complete story like complete different story to another and like i said i understand from like i am developing a game standpoint that's not necessarily reasonable but it is something i would love to see in the future um maybe not necessarily in this game but maybe in the next destiny they make like one of their greatest assets is their storytelling ability and i i think I understand that there's a lot to focus on while making a game, but I think if they did kind of focus on the storytelling and the way that they're doing a little bit more, that things would uh maybe play out a little bit better for them. But I also yeah. still think there are people out there that 
don't care about PVE or story content at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, to that, I would say maybe this isn't the game for you then, because I feel like that's what Destiny has always been, is, uh, you know, about the PVE content and the campaign content. I mean, there are games out there like CSGO or even like, I would say Call of Duty and stuff is more, I mean, I understand Call of Duty had a campaign, but I think there are just some games out there that the people who are making it know it's for the PVP, uh, like activity or content. And I think there are games out there that are typically popular for the campaign. And I think like Destiny is one of those games. I think people try to make it not that kind of game, but if you look back at Destiny 1, I feel like that's what it began as, was, you know, a campaign-based PvE game. Mm, Yeah, I I, I agree with you, like, wholeheartedly there. Okay, I just wanted to... That that was a question that just, like, I had that always made the thing, like, is it it a case of, like, we're going to get more thought out or, or, or like the encounter with the, with the harpy specifically, I've it, heard people like, complain about the the asset being reused. I don't personally care, um, but no, you know. I mean I I think it's a little lazy and I think it's a little sad when you're playing new content and it's the same, identical. I mean they didn't mm-hmm. even change the design of the fucking guy. Like no. he looks identical. Yeah, and that to me kind of makes me roll my eyes a little bit, but it doesn't necessarily ruin my experience it doesn't ruin my experience it's like i roll my eyes and i'm like that's kind of silly and then i fucking move on with my life yeah i mean they have so many vex bosses that look very different and they're all phenomenal Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like i don't know like it 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 feels like to me that they could have come up with something at least unique for it they could have given a couple more leaves you know what i'm saying this is a boss a mini boss in a dungeon that's coming out during a season like mm. i don't expect them to make an entirely different model for a character but then like i said on the other hand you know you do kind of roll your eyes a from, bit and you're like yeah that's kind of stupid from a lore perspective it makes sense that it is what like that it that it looks that way cuz it is like the black garden subset of of vex but they could have. I feel like they could have just like kind of give it a little more like. But what are Black Garden Vex doing so, on Mars? Like the Black Garden is on Mars. Oh, that's true. So, so I don't like. I, I'm sure. I'm sure you know this, but for people who don't, the Black Garden or the Black Garden Vex or the uh, the Soul Divisive Vex are um, a subset of Vex. All all Vex. Are their their whole their sole purpose is to survive and be the last living thing in the universe, and the soul divisive subset has calculated or you know um or figured out that the their best chance to for survival is to follow the witness's lead, and and make sure that the witness's final shape plan comes to fruition because that that's what they've calculated be being their best chance of survival. Same thing with the vex. Yeah, same thing with the Vex in the Vault of Glass, which are which is the uh, which is the uh, uh, I can't remember the name. Uh, it doesn't matter. Their 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 name doesn't matter. But they they calculated that their best chance of survival was the time capabilities of Atheon within the Vault of Glass. That was their thing. So they're 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 all, all Vex operate under one like hive mind, but they they also have their own like 
subsections and they're trying to achieve the same goal in different ways basically and so that's why the the um the soul divisive are at the tower because the witness it's part of the witness's plan and i don't know if we know that yet but that's why they're there it would be it, it, they would they wouldn't have been there if the witness hadn't made that clear plan but right and i mean that was kind of hinted at through the the voice lines from uh from osiris while you were running through the dungeon mm -hmm. yeah especially like after you get that first encounter done he first encounter finished he he brings up that they are from the black garden and that's why at the end of destiny one you see them you know worshiping that ball of whatever the fuck darkness uh the black heart um that's that's their whole niche is worshiping the darkness <clears throat> but anyways back to the back to the dungeon it was there any point um in the dungeon where you know you felt like the bosses were too much too hard because like i now i don't think they are and i don't think i ever no. felt that way but you know no. who knows we could have been a different wavelength no i don't think so i think I mean, of course, like the the final boss is annoying as all hell, like getting stomped. But I honestly mm. think that the uh, the supplicants are more annoying. <laughs> and I think, I mean, that's just the mechan That's just like the mechanic that that mm. boss has is a stomp and a fucking dive. And I haven't found that. Like I said, I feel like I'm dying more so to the fucking supplicants than the boss those 1590 time. supplicants i did not expect it to be 1590 at all no me neither to i was honest. i was getting <laughs> i was getting clapped apparently my world no, is not i remember i was only like what 50, i was 1587 but i said that whole time i did not have a uh, like red swords on anything mm -hmm. which i was surprised that not that it was that easy but like i wasn't dying to like i thought i was going to be getting my ass kicked and dying to ads the whole time and i was not right. so that was a surprise to me okay well that's that's uh yeah i mean I, I, interesting because i know i don't know anybody who really struggled with any of the bosses um which is a good thing i think um like w last time when we were talking to flame about grasp he said that he didn't get the one phase on ogre which we did but he got the one phase on the final boss which we didn't and that kind of was it was an interesting uh you know interesting retrospective for both of us but this time around i we didn't one phase either boss they're they're fucking they, they're healthy oh my god they're chonk as fuck um and i guess now we have it like the community collectively has it down to a two phase but i think we four phase the final boss something like that right four yeah we did Mm -hmm. Um man, three phasing it would have put us in uh put us in top one hundred. Crazy. Oh man. Yeah, um, I think it was just I don't know, man. It was even to this to this point, I feel like the weapon that we're the like whatever we're using for damage, I just feel like we haven't figured out. I mean merciless is good and we three phase with merciless, but I feel like for a dungeon boss, you should be one or two phasing at most. With a coordinated team, yeah. I mean, I'm okay with it being chonky. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, like, part of the trade-off, though, is, like, leading up to the damage phase literally takes, like, 45 seconds. Yeah. Like, yeah. you just nuke the hydras, and 
nuke the minotaurs and you can pretty much just run through the, the things. And especially now, like when I was doing my solo, I put together a Warmind build with the uh, Ikelos SMG. And that thing with the global reach, like if you kill an ad in the middle of that room, like where the reactor is, it'll pop all of the nodes. <laughs> so like literally like there's... There's like no work you have to do if you're yeah. efficient on like in your timing your kills correctly to spawn war mine cells because they spawn on a set timer like there's a there's a build up there's math behind getting war mine cells to spawn so it's like you can calculate when they're going to spawn based on the kills you're getting yeah so you can place them basically wherever you want to mm -hmm. to pop good. those nodes they're good still to this day like they're they kind of hit different but yeah um yeah the bosses are really healthy and i was i was okay with that i was pleasantly surprised when i saw that we did you know a quarter of his health in one phase i'm like okay all right this isn't like uh zolmak of of uh the pit of heresy or or even the final boss of prophecy which melts pretty quick this is gonna be a this is gonna be a little bit of a more of a long haul which i'm happy about <laughs> yeah i mean i will say like i was a little bit underwhelmed with how the encounter works for the final boss mm -hmm. because i mean really it, it feels kind of underwhelming to just completely ignore the boss up until right. you're doing damage to it yeah. and then is back to ignoring the boss um but, like well to the point i will like, one thing that we didn't realize up until the second time we ran it because we just got lucky was that you actually have to lead the boss into that room right right and like kind of getting so we, to that is like like it was to the point where when i was doing it solo is like i didn't even know where the boss was until i needed to find him to lower him into the into the reactor room right so it was like i was just running around carefree and if I looked and I saw the boss, then obviously I would avoid him. But for the most part, you can kind of just cart him back and forth going through the side tunnels and you can just ignore him. Um, and it, it feels very underwhelming when that boss is supposed to be the focal point of the, the dungeon, right? It's like that's like the big boy at the end of the dungeon. Well, right. And you, I mean, you look at any other raid or... But even, I mean, look at Prophecy you're basically ignoring the boss i mean it's oh yeah yeah it, it's it's definitely not just this dungeon um, yeah no but, but I it, it feels like that kind of system in like, place yeah it's it's gotten very old very underwhelming like yeah. they could have done it uh very differently they could have made it so like damage could have been like always applicable but you have to be doing different mechanics alongside doing damage yeah. Mm. or you have to be or or like there's there's moments where you have to go away from doing damage to do more mechanics kind of like when you're doing um uh in in vogue when you're when you're fighting the the big minotaur guy mm. and you have to go away to break the oracles or else you get marked for negation um Obviously, that's not really a problem now, but like when it was out, it was like you had to break away and go and and do the mechanic while you were doing damage. And and like, I don't know, that system seems like that it could be used more. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I agree. Like, let's 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 take a second and talk about Riven. Like Riven is a perfect fight to me. You got mechanics, you have damage mid mechanics, 
You know what I mean? Like there's that perfect balance of like you're well, doing right. something you're, and you're also if damaging you're doing and you're also legit, reading. And, yeah, you can still you know. do some damage before you shoot eyes. Right. So like that's you're not ignoring the boss and you can't ignore the boss with this one and with with this dungeon and with um like grasp of avarice, you can ignore the boss. Um you can ignore Keitel not like ninety nine percent of the time, unless it's damage and then that's like the focal point, which makes sense anyways. Like a lot of the time we just ignore the fuck out of the boss. Garden is a good example. You're technically shoot you shoot the boss to pull people. You're not really ignoring the boss. So I mean like that's a, you get a little bit of a, a break there. Um but he also doesn't move. So like you right. know where he's gonna be. Right? So like I don't uh, yeah. I, I agree with you guys wholeheartedly. I think you can kind of step away from that boss is ignored until DPS. It'd be great. It'd be awesome. Like Rolk is a good example. Like he's he's you always got to pay attention where that fucker is. Um, you know, shooting his shooting his weak points. Yeah, like yeah. And it's like I mean, I I feel like Rolk was like a really good balance too because like yeah, you kind of ignore him, but he's literally built into the mechanic directly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you have to wait for his beam to get charged to then go and dunk to then get up there to do damage to him in order to get to DPS. It's like. You're the, that interaction with the main boss is kind of what what brings that memory of like actually like performing it, you know? Mm -hmm. Like yeah. it it makes it a lot more impactful. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. Because now like the, the final boss for this dungeon, it just feels like another another wyvern. Like mm -hmm. just a, a wyvern with a lot of health. Just a yeah. chunky wyvern. Um and then really fast we are already 40 minutes in <laughs> what what are your closing thoughts on this dungeon as a whole w w dungeon or do you share the opinion that i did you have the opinion that i have about duality about this one i think duality shit i love this one this one's good so the vibe i like it i like um, it i yeah. think sorry because you can go for it oh okay um i i like it i think that overall like just the whole kind of ambiance of like this season and like the war mind and and Rasputin and just like the the environment that they build with like the idea of these bunkers and these towers and like this tech and all of these computers and stuff I like that vibe I like the aesthetic of it um the mechanic obviously is about as far away from RNG as you can get mm-hmm true which you know it has its perks um it, it has its downsides you know it can get old fast but i think there's a lot of people in the community that are really going to enjoy doing this dungeon um very quickly like i've seen videos already like they have full completions in under 10 minutes already yeah i'm sure that's the speed of any community um, yeah obviously that's a three-man team yeah um but they have they have solos in under 30 minutes too. So it's like, it is only, and it's not even, it, it's been out for one week yeah. or not even. So it's like, you're, <laughs> you're going to see some crazy times and some crazy things that people are going to come up with to deal with the mechanics. But I don't know, like that's, that's not really what I play the game for. Mm -hmm. I don't think that that's the intent that Bungie is shooting for. But I think I think going forward, there needs to be a little bit more work on the quality of the content instead of the quantity and how fast they're able to do it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and and I mean, partially that opinion is based off of the the documents, the presentation that was uh, spread around the community. Um, I spent last night, I watched a bunch of videos on it. I watched Astacross's 50-minute video on the presentation where he broke down everything. And it it made a lot of sense. And I think going forward, I, I, I would imagine that Bungie is kind of in this era right now where they realize that that the quality has to improve. Right. Well, that's 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 good to hear. I didn't. Uh, I was not versed in, in that side of what's been going on. Yeah, I would. I would highly recommend that video. Okay. Yeah. Um, it is like I said, fifty minutes long, but definitely worth a listen. Nice. Okay. Um, Brave. Closing thoughts. I liked it. I I was. I agree that the the one mechanic throughout the entire thing is a little too easy for me. I mean. I've never been one to be like, oh, I want to like solo flawless a dungeon. Like, I definitely think this one is super doable. I think the only thing that I would run into is like <laughs> the fucking supplicants, the yeah. fan part, and then the, the initial drop down. But Man, like, without the fan easy, ruined by flawless. <laughs> but with how easy and like fast you can do the soul mechanic i think it's super doable but i also like that because i think there are a lot of people out there in the pve community that like have not felt like they are able to get a solo flawless or like run through dungeons easy and i think this is a good one for everybody but you know for people like that as well who maybe you know oh they're like oh i'm not good enough it's it's too hard it's too much for me i think this is a good one for people like that and i think to not at least for me not all the content that bungie puts out needs to be super crazy mechanic wise Mm -hmm. so i was pleased with it i definitely think it's it was short but you know short and sweet and kind of just a good a good sized dungeon for when it was released and kind of the story it's going with i don't really think it needed to be any bigger nice all right well <clears throat> that is uh that is our our experience whoa, 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 with, whoa, whoa. Uh, what's up what what's about up? you man what about me my thoughts you don't want to hear my thoughts you don't want to hear my thoughts. i absolutely do you don't want to hear my thoughts man no nah. all right here are my thoughts on the dungeon I think it I think it is a I think it's a win at, from a from a like it was a safe safe option. You know what I'm saying? Um Yeah. I'm struggling with its place in for like with its longevity, you know what I mean? Because I I I can see a, a deep stone situation where it's like memed for being the easiest shit ever um unenjoyed by most people after a long long period of time um i personally don't run dungeons just to run dungeons like i just don't do that but i know people like jelly do and i feel like he's gonna want to go do keitel farms all the time because he does what he does now over what I the agree. new one, you know what I mean? Like he's, there's once once this one, like once you have everything, once you once you got the roles, there's not gonna be a reason to go back. Um, 
I will say. But then again, I don't go back to Grasp of Avarice either. Say, and I, like I will shit. say that could be said for anything that once you have all the armor and the good rolls on all the weapons, realistically, the playability boils down to how much do you enjoy running it for nothing. Mm-hmm. And I think yes. that that's just opinion because you could have somebody who says, oh, I fucking love Spire. And you could have somebody who says, nah, I got all the shit I needed. I have no reason to touch it ever again in my life. Mm-hmm. So I will say, like, I agree with that statement, but that that could be said about everything. For, and it could be said for a raid. I mean, it could. I, I could say I got my title for fucking Last Wish and I have all the armor and all the rolls on every weapon. I have no reason to touch that raid. But... Oh, well, I enjoy Last Wish. I think it's a fun raid. I think it's a fun activity to do. Like, that, I think, is what it boils down to. Like, how right. how fun is it for you to just do it? That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess that was really my only, like, concern about it is, like, is it going to... How does it hold up against his peers? And to me, not great. I think Prophecy is still my favorite dungeon. Um, prophecy yeah like to just just to like to run to solo to solo flawless i love that shit i would i would run prophecy all the time all the time and i was ecstatic when they brought new new things into prophecy because that means i got to run prophecy again if they did that for this one i'd be like meh i'd run it i'd do it because i need the guns but like it is what it is yeah i think like the the real tell-all is gonna be when the light level or the power level isn't isn't up. restrictive yeah yeah i I, I think because then you're gonna see people being able to consistently one or two phase the final boss solo and mm-hmm. that's i think that's gonna be like the the true test like how much do people actually like enjoy it because right now i can tell you a lot of people enjoy it and myself personally i i purely enjoy it mostly for the difficulty of actually doing damage to the boss Mm -hmm. like i think out of all of the solos that i've done this one is probably the most engaging and this is just like okay i have to be on top of my shit on the final boss yeah you gotta kind of have your rotation down and your exactly it's like you gotta be you it's like i gotta pay attention to not only like what i'm shooting because it might blow up in my face if i Hmm. don't and i have to be worried about where the boss is and i have to be worried about my buff and I have to be worried about not jumping off the map into the middle of the reactor. So it's mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of things that need to be kept track of. And so that's kind of one of the things I do really like about it. But when nothing can kill you, and yes. when you don't have to worry about doing like seven to eight or nine phases on the damage, like, I, I don't know. I don't think it'll bring that same level of, of motivation to actually play it or the same level of enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Because right now it feels almost like a like a Dark Souls esque kind of game, in the sense yeah. it's like oh man I got to do like seven or eight of these it's a lo- lo- the long haul you know yeah yeah I don't Versus mind that concept in Destiny yeah. but that concept doesn't stick around because your power no. level gets better like gets exactly higher. exactly so and it's it can, like, even still it, like you're money. finding people that are one phasing him now even yeah. with the power like it's I don't know it it doesn't look good for the longevity of it but I would I would definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm but All right. you know it's exciting it's new it's it's fun um and the bow bow is pretty crazy it's pretty good 
The exotic, it's yeah, we can massive. talk much of that. It's huge. It looks, yeah. it looks goofy as fuck big. when you're Monty holding it. pulled out, he was like, brave, look how big this yeah. thing is. I was like, he, <laughs> like, he yeah. looks, I said, what is it fucking, what is the the perk that you fucking lift off and fly away? <laughs> like, air wings? Just strap that shit to your back and use it as wings. Use it as a yeah. glider. Yeah, it's huge. It's yeah. funny. I, um, I think kind of closing things out, it's, I think it, it fits well into the, the seasonal storyline and and you know the race was fun albeit we kind of got through it before all of the server problems but i think at the end of the day overall it was a net positive experience for Mm -hmm. for most people involved it was good practice i I will say like for people who are just kind of getting into the community of like trying to do you know the race or just trying to be like hey i want to fucking eventually solo flawless this shit like this is a good one for that. Oh, absolutely. To be like, I mean, like I said, we ran through it day one in like 56 minutes, sub an hour. I think that's a huge accomplishment for us. And props to the 118 people that did it faster than us. Like, I think might not be a popular raid six months or popular dungeon six months from now, but for now it's fun. I like the cowboy vibe, or I guess it, it's Tex Mechanica, but. The armor is pretty fucking cool. A little costumey for my like, but still looks cool. Like, I think I think it's a solid dungeon that people mm. might forget about in the future, but it'll be one of those fun ones to go back and just fucking race through it. Yeah, enjoy it while you can. Enjoy it while it's here. Right. While everybody's hyped about it, you know, get your get your exotic, get your armor rolls, and uh, and we'll we'll, we'll reevaluate it in six months once, you know once time has passed brave thank you so much for coming on the podcast um I, this is your this is your debut episode here <laughs> i will make sure to edit it out and send it to you as soon as i can um and I, I i'm assuming and i don't know if you guys have the same thought as me but i'm assuming we're gonna run this the next dungeon the three of us again okay we've we've done twice done it ideally, twice where we do good ideally yeah um, this is the squad, so I guess this is the Dungeon Review Squad. Every time a new dungeon comes out, we'll, we'll have a new episode out with all of us. My Dungeon um, Review Squad. <laughs> yeah, Brave, thank you so much um, Thanks, for everything man. you do thank you guys. and for the conversation. I love you so much. Love you guys. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. God. All right, well, we're wrapping it. I love it everyone there. in your family. <laughs> Including my sister. I love your whole family. Especially your sister. <laughs> all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut it here just it's in case it gets wild. Hi, Peyton's sister. <laughs> no, it's Hi Holland's sister. Oh. <laughs> damn. Okay, that, that's damn. too far. Too far, too far. That's too far. God. I, I, I will rescind that statement. Cut that out. Cut that out. Cut, nope, yeah, cut. leaving it in. See you guys later. <laughs> <laughs>